Hey guys, good morning to Morning Motivation. I'm your host, Brittany Daniel. Sorry for the audio. I don't know what's going on with my mic. Remember what happened on Friday was happening happening again. So if it sounds a little funny, my bad, y'all. I had to go with the flow and the flow is no mic because the devil is the devil. I don't know. <laughs> I didn't do nothing different. I don't even move this mic. But anyways, welcome to the Morning Motivation. In today's topic, we are going to be talking about waiting. Um, when we go into new seasons, when we're getting closer to God, when we're making transitions, when we're waiting on what God, what we prayed on, prayed for, a lot of times God puts us in a waiting season. So we're going to talk about that. What do we do in the waiting season? How do we overcome the waiting season? What does this feel like? Why do we go through this? All of the above. So I hope you guys are ready for that. Um, happy Monday. Let's go ahead and do our morning prayer. Do the shout outs if this is your first time watching. Go ahead and load up the comments. We go live at 8 a.m. Eastern each and every weekday. Can you guys hear me okay? Let me know in the comments if everything sounds okay. Again, sorry it sounds a little different. Mike just decided just to not, technology decided not just to work. So whatever. <laughs> just going to go with the flow. But um Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for so thank you so much for waking us up again for another day. I just want to say thank you for letting us fellowship on the internet and all these amazing people that will listen now and later, Lord. I pray that we are downloaded with discernment, grace, um, just understanding of your word, what you have called us here to do, what you want us to do, and that we follow your guidance and to know uh, that you're doing amazing things with in us in our waiting season and that we lean on you, that we understand you and that we do the things needed to do in each and every waiting season, that you fill us with your love, you fill us with your grace and your darling son, Jesus name, I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank y'all. I do not know. We just going to rock with it, but let's go ahead and go to the morning shout outs. Good morning, Melanin, honey. Good morning, Destiny. Good morning, Chevy Chev. Good morning, Nana. Good morning, Lacey. Good morning, Cookie Monster. Good morning, Turquoise. Good morning, Brandy. Good morning, Diamond. Good morning, Charnesia. Good morning, Simone. Good morning, Jewel. Good morning, Melanin, honey. I hope you guys are doing great. Everybody else that is going to come on a little later. Good morning. Good morning. You guys just make sure you can just say good morning to them as they come in uh, for me, please. And also, what was I going to say? Don't worry about it. It'll come back to me. <laughs> Good morning, LaDonna. How are you? Good morning, Brandy. I hope you guys are doing well. Oh, I did want to say my coaching books are closed for the rest of the year. So I hope when you had the opportunity that you got into the coaching, um, I'm very blessed for those of you who did. Um, yeah, I'm going into a new season. I can feel it. So let's talk about this, right? When you are transitioning into the new season, or you are working on your relationship with God, sometimes you will feel things that you used to really enjoy, you no longer enjoy, or things you used to do, you don't want to do. Or for me, I know it's time to go into a new season when things that used to just be natural or fun to me are starting to feel like I'm forcing them or having to exude more energy than I used to. Um, I'm a firm believer in going with the flow. Now, there's difference between having to put some work in and being in a season of work, uh, being in a season of growth, but that's why you have to be tuned in and tapped in with your season. And I really think, hi, Naomi, good morning. I really think you know what season you're in, excuse me, the more you tune into God, the more you ask God for guidance, the more that you 
uh, lean on him, the more you you connect and you and you lean on God and you ask God for help. Because one thing the Bible will tell us, especially in Isaiah 30 and 18, which we'll read is God is waiting on us. God does not push his agenda on you. Right. God has a plan for your life. But until you ask him what that plan is, he's he doesn't facilitate most of the time, especially if you don't believe. Now, if you believe he might do some workings and make things work out in your favor, but you have full control over your life. Always know that. You know how people are like, well, everything happens for a reason. Well, sometimes, but sometimes things happen because of the choices that we make, right? Everything will work in our greatest good if we are believers. So the Bible says, right? And everything will work out in his good, but he always gives us free will and he always gives us choice. So don't be passive in life and be like, oh, God did that. No, 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 no. If you did not call him in, if you did not ask him to order your steps, if you did not listen and go according to his plan, then you're in control. And so you have to make an active decision in your life. Hi, Christy. You have to make an active decision in your life on who's in control. Are you going to be in control of your life? Or are you going to let God be in control? And uh, it, it's scary. When you don't have control over the driver's seat, right? So say if you've been driving your whole entire life and you call God in, you're like, okay, God, I'm letting you have control. He gets in the driver's seat and you're in the passenger seat. And if you're a passenger like me, or if you are, are healing from your self-control or your control issues like I am, if you're in the passenger seat, sometimes you're like, I don't know. <laughs> If you're anything like, I do not like when other people drive, y'all. I'm just going to keep it up, but good morning. I do not like when other people drive. I am the driver. Anytime, uh, you know, my ex used to get mad at me because I used to be in a car. I'm like my grandma. I hold on to the thing. I'm like, oh, you should stop. Like, I am a very, because when I drive, I drive for the entire road. I look at that car. I make sure that car is okay. I look at the cars behind me. I need to give equal space. I think I was... um I have PTSD. Remember that that movie Final Destination? Do y'all remember that in that scene with those log trucks on the highway? That gave me PTSD. And in the military, we used to do these um, these like defensive driving courses. It was just what we took. We didn't have to get a DUI or anything like that. We just take these defensive driving courses and they showed you crashes on impact going a certain amount of speed and it doesn't take a whole lot of speed to do a lot of damage to your vehicle so i always think about i need space in front of me and i need space behind me somebody coming up too close behind me i gotta regulate space everybody doesn't drive like me so when i'm in the passenger seat i get freaked out i do not like being in the passenger seat if i am in the passenger seat i can't look i gotta look up at the at the i gotta look everywhere but the road right <laughs> So if you are anything like me, when you let God drive, it can sometimes be a little scary. I'm not going to lie or not even it may not be scary for you, but it's unpredictable because you're not going to know every turn. You're not going to know every time he's going to stop. He's going to pause. He might get out, go into the convenience store and you like, I'm waiting on you. Where are you? What are, what are we doing? We got to get on the road, right? We got to get we got to get there. I 10 by 10. <laughs> And God doesn't always work like that. He doesn't work on your time. He doesn't work on your GPS. He works how he works. He drives how he drives. If he want to go 10 miles per hour, he's going to go 10 miles per hour. If he gonna, if he's going to go 100, he's going to go 100. But one thing that we have to remember in these seasons and in this time is even when it feels like punishment, always remember that God's love for us is our protection. 
sometimes God's love can feel harsh. Um, I know for me, I can't speak for everybody, but sometimes I'm like, dang, like, you know, dang, like, ouch, you know, <laughs> you know, when we're going through these phases, when he's pruning us, when he's isolating us, when he's changing us and shifting us, it can feel like, dang, it, sometimes it can feel like punishment. But yesterday I had the revelation while I was in church. You know, there was a song that was playing and it was talking about God's love. And for like around a day and a half, I was just like, well, God's love feels a little harsh sometimes. But what came over me, the Holy Spirit told me that God's love isn't harsh. He's if he's in the likeness of us. Right. If you have a husband, a boyfriend or a father figure or if you have male friends, a man's love is not like a woman's love. Right. A woman's love is nurturing, is sweet, is soft or the feminine inner. The feminine love is very uh, is very soft, is very loving. Like that's why babies always run to their mothers, because it's like, oh, baby, come here and let me hold you. Um, and depending on how you believe God is for you. And I'm just going to speak for me. I can't speak for you. But for me, I believe God is in male form. Right. So male form their love isn't all the time the nicest. They'll tell you some stuff and you'd be like, ouch, that hurt. Give me a little bit of sugar on top. And it's not because they're trying to be mean or malice. It's because they're being honest. Or if you have a, a significant other, you know, when you're walking on the road, they're going to put you to the side if they care about you. And if they're a gentleman, they're going to put you to the side of safety because they want to protect you. So a lot of times God's, God's love may feel a little stern, harsh, or forceful, but it's for our protection. And I had to really come to that reg that revelation for myself that it was just like, oh, he's not being mean or harsh. He's doing it for my protection. So as you're going into a new season, as you're transitioning into a new phase, as you are possibly in the waiting space, right? It can feel like punishment, but it's never for your punishment. It's always for your protection. Now we can do things that may trip us up, may hold us up, may interfere, right? We don't want to be like Sarah calling on Hagar and interrupting God's plan. So we have to be very, very, very cautious in the waiting phase. Um, so in the waiting season, right, uh, you're being prepared for what either you're asking for or God is, God is now presenting to you. And the way you know is by prayer and connection. Right. If you're feeling like, well, what's next? Or I feel something changing. I feel something shifting. I feel something different. It's definitely uh, great to go in prayer. And it's a lot of times it's intuition. Right. It's something that you really, really, really desire. It may be a house. It may be a new job. It may be a new career. It may be a family. Even if you don't see any inklings of it, um, you kind I feel like you know what new phase you need to prepare for by what's burning on the inside of you. It's a desire that doesn't go away because God, I believe, I believe personally, he plants things in us that he wants us to bring to fruition. That's why he gives us vision. That's why he gives us um, insight. So if you have a burning desire to be married, maybe the season that you are being put into is your waiting season into being married. If you want to start a business, maybe the season that you're being forced into is to plan. So God is stripping away 
some friends, some activities, some things that you need to do or you were doing so you can focus. You know, some of y'all want homes. So you might be moving into a season of having to say no. Uh, thank you so much, Elvis, for the super chat. I appreciate it. Having to say no, no, I can't go out. No, I can't go on the trips. No, I can't go to your birthday party. I love you, but I can't because I'm I'm saving. Some of you guys are transitioning out of careers. I was talking to one of my really good friends uh, the other yesterday, and she was talking about transitioning out of the military. And I was telling her and her husband, like, this is a time that you guys should prepare because you know what's coming up. Like, if you know what's coming up ahead of you, prepare now. Don't wait because it might be too late. You don't want to get to, you know, trying to get the house and then you got to find out you need a credit score. You need this saving. You need this money on hand. Prepare now, even if you don't see it happening whatsoever. Right. If you want to be married, you want to have a baby, you want a home, you want to start traveling the world. Prepare now. You don't have to wait until it presents itself. No, 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 no. You prepare. So when it presents itself, you're ready. You are ready to go. You don't want to meet the man of your dreams and you got all this baggage that you could have been healing from in the waiting season. So the waiting season is to prepare you for what you're praying for. The waiting season is preparing you. It's meant for you to prepare for what God has for you on the other side. Right. Don't wait in vain. Don't spend your waiting season only watching Netflix or or continuing to go out. You know, people are like, oh, I'm single. I'm waiting on my husband. But they continue to do things that were not working for them in the past. Right. If you were clubbing, drinking, whatever the case is, I don't I don't know. Teach their own for everyone. Right. Maybe it's it's being with other people. You know, sometimes people think that I need to be with other people until I find my person. No, sometimes you're just supposed to be by yourself so you can heal. <laughs> So you can get ready. And then when you when you're presented to that person that you have nothing, no, no extra baggage that you're dragging along. You know what I mean? You don't have those soul ties because you've already done the spiritual work to release yourself. You've already done the healing with your parents that you you did to bring that baggage off of you, because whatever you do not heal will repeat itself. Right. So you might get the man of your dreams. And in the season while you were single, you could have been healing, but you hopped around from person to person, bed to bed or whatever the case may be. You didn't work on yourself and healing. And now you're continuing to bring that to the new person. And if that person's been healing in their season, they um, they might not want what you what you rocking with. So you don't want to mess up your blessing or you don't want to mess up on what is possibly for you by not preparing. Right. So let's talk about this pruning process. So I said, uh, I wrote down God's love is protection. God is pruning you. So in the waiting season, it feels kind of dormant, right? Kind of like um, for me, I feel like I'm in tune with the seasons like fall. This summer, I felt like I was kind of flourishing a little bit, like I was growing. I was doing things. I changed. I evolved. My flowers blossom. Now I feel like they're withering away, kind of like fall. Right. There's parts of me that have withered away, things that I no longer do, things people I no longer not to say that I don't like them or that I just don't hang out as much because the activities don't align. Not to say that what they're doing is bad, not to say that, you know, God, God calls people at their own time. My walk with God is not on me to be like, well, you need to do this because I'm doing it. No, 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 no. That's not what God told me to do. Right. He told me to work on me. So. Um, he's pruning. So what pruning means is the removal or reduction of parts of the plant. Right. If you're a plant, plants are, you know, when um you ever seen a movie or uh, a TV show where they have those little those little plants and somebody's taking some little scissors 
and they're like cutting away at the plant. It's like a, I forgot what those things are called. If y'all know, put them in the comments. Uh, or you'll see a gardener pruning or you'll see uh, when they have a garden full of roses, they'll take the shears and they'll just start pruning or chipping away. If you're a plant mom or a plant dad, then you know what pruning is. You're taking away the old leaves, the stuff that's dead. You're repotting, you're changing out the soil. So pruning is the removal or reduction of parts of a plant, tree or vine that are no uh, that are not requisites to growth. So anything that's going to stop the plant from growing is removed. It says or production uh, says are no longer vi uh, visual, ple visually pleasing or an injurious to the health and or development of the plant. So sometimes in your waiting season, God is removing things and you have to also actively remove things um, that are no longer that are no longer a part of your growth process. Right. If it's going to hinder you from growing, you're supposed to remove it. If it's going to hinder you from developing into who God has called you to be, you have to remove it. No matter how much you loved it, liked it, it got it has to go. Right. So it may be friendships, relationships, jobs, money. Um, we're going to read Isaiah 30 and 18 and Malachi seven and seven. So write that down. Um, a, thank you. Yes. A bonsai tree. Thank you so much, Whitney. Whitney was like, I know what it is. Bonsai tree. Absolutely. So they'll, they'll prune away at the bonsai tree and they'll cut away little things. So God also calls us, uh, to prune. He prunes us. And I believe it's, it's a coat. I feel like the relationship with God is like a co-working relationship, right? He does his part, you do yours. You know, he does some, you do some. Again, he will not interfere unless you ask, right? So it's important that we uh, ask God to come along this journey with us. Oh, thank you, Kelsey. I appreciate it. So Isaiah 30, Isaiah 30 and 18 says, uh, blessings of the Lord's people is what my Bible says, but read it for yourself. Isaiah 30 and 18. And I want to say this, depending on what version of the Bible you read, will read a little differently. That's why I always tell y'all get your own Bible and read yourself. Thank you, Yolanda, for the super chat. I appreciate it. And thank you, Elvis, so much for the super chat. I really appreciate it. Oh, my nose, y'all. Sorry. If I sneeze, my bad. But this is Isaiah 30 and 18. So it says blessing for the Lord's people. I says, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. Right. Because God's love is endearing. And, and the beauty about God's love is he's so patient with us that he'll wait. Like if he knows that you're going to be after his heart, he'll wait. But what we don't want to do is wait too long and delay our blessings. Right. Because we talked about if we don't move. He's going to bless somebody else with our blood. You don't want nobody else to get your man or your house or your job because we're not preparing. Right. But God's love is amazing. So it says, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him so that he can show you his love and compassion for the love is a faithful God for the Lord. Excuse me. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. OK. And it says that he will grace. He will be gracious if you ask for help. All we got to do is ask. Some of us are out here trying to do it all by ourselves. Good morning. Um, some of us are out here trying to do everything by ourselves. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it. He doesn't want us to do it by ourselves because he knows that we only have so much strength. Yesterday in church, we talked about um, grace. 
Right. And what our apostle was saying is he says, normally when grace is talked about, it talks about the things that God has saved us from. Right. Like I always tell you all the stories about me being in New York, how I probably shouldn't be alive right now because of the situations I put myself in. You know, and I always say that God gave me grace in those seasons. And he does. Right. That's a that's a one part of grace. But another part of grace is the strength that it takes to endure these seasons. Right. So it says he will be gracious if you ask for help. That means that he will implant his grace and his strength in you. You know, sometimes when you're raising kids, you need grace to not snatch their little selves up by the neck. You know what I mean? Or you sometimes need grace not to cuss out your significant other or you need grace not to go off on your job or not to close your laptop and say, I quit. Right. So when you pray. Don't only pray for God to reveal things, but pray for everything. Pray for strength, pray for grace. And it says he will be gracious if you ask for help. He will surely respond to the sound of your cries. Be It's okay to be desperate, be vulnerable for God. You know, he wants that side of you. He wants that, God, I've been, I can't do it by myself. He wants that and he knows. And it, the, the, the thing about that is that's where your humility lies. And one thing that God has always said throughout the Bible is he blesses the humble. He doesn't want you to walk around prideful like, I guess you you can help me, God. Like, I mean, I'm doing all right by myself, but, you know, you could come in and he don't want that because he knows if he, if he gives it to you in that season or in that phase of your life, you're going to think it was you. You're going to give yourself all the credit. He doesn't want you to do that. He wants you to lean on him. So he gets the credit. He gets the glory. So when you go to and shout out your testimony you're saying, thank God I got the house, right? Our testimonies, when we say that, it's for other people to be like, wait, God helped you with that? So that you can lead people back to God. That's why we go through it. That's why we go through the struggles and the things. And that, not just that, but to also make us stronger, right? A lot of us want things. It's going to take us to be a different version of ourselves in order for it to come to fruition, in order for it to, to, to manifest properly. Right. We want the husbands, but we got to get rid of the selfishness. He has to prune the selfishness from us. Right. He has to prove and prune the entitlement away from us. He has to prune this ego out of us. He has to mend and heal our hearts, you know, and and sometimes the reason why the waiting feels so hard and so long and so um, and so like, oh, why is this taking so long? It took a very long time for you to be the way you are. Mind you, you didn't you didn't become you overnight. You know, you you became you because of what happened to you at 12 years old, five years old, uh, 18 years old, 21 years old, 25 years old, 30 years old. So it takes a lot to undo the damage. You know, when you go to the dentist, um, I work for some dental offices. When you go to the dentist and you say you haven't been to the dentist in a very long time, it takes them longer to scrape all the gunk off your teeth. If you if you go five years without going to the dentist, it's going you're going to be in that dentist chair a lot longer than if you go every six months. Right. So don't think that God can just he can heal. Now, God is a he's a miraculous God. Right. But the longer we go with unhealed and trauma and all of these things, that's why they say always work on yourself, always be working on yourself. Right. Being being therapy and healing like 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 you take your car to the shop, you know, always be a work in progress with healing and searching through within yourself to heal those things. So it takes less time in that pruning process.
But if you spent 10 years with your heart, with all these gates and, and locks around your heart, it's going to take time to unlock those. It's going to take time for you to, to link with other people and hear messages and, and read your word and pray it over. And even though God can change you overnight, he definitely has that power. But certain things he knows he needs to send you through a little longer process so that you can start just to unfold a little bit at a time because it took you a long time to get there. Um, Simone says, if anyone is struggling to understand the Bible, the message, the message, the Bible is easy to read, uh, easy to read version. Hope this helps someone. Thank you for that, uh, Simone. Thank you. Yeah, I like the New Living Translation, too. Um, but I would say if you are becoming a seasoned Bible reader, if you have like the New Living Translation, pop into the King James and see see what it says, too, because it's it's a it's slightly different. And you want to make sure that you get the whole essence of, of what God is saying to you. So I thank you for that, Simone. I, I appreciate that a lot. Um, so it says also in Isaiah 30 and 18. And one thing, y'all don't be lazy. I see sometimes after I, I, I go into after morning motivation, I'll see in the comments. Can you write the scriptures down? No, they don't write the scriptures down for you when you go to church. <laughs> You have some y'all sometimes you have to do the work. I don't want y'all to be lazy shepherds. I don't want y'all to be like, well, she said in Isaiah, Isaiah, what well, I don't know. She that's what Brittany said. No, 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 no. Go read it for yourself. And at times write it down. I, I repeat over and over and over again, Isaiah 30 and 18. And then it says this. Uh, this is way. This is the way you should go, whether to right or to left. Then you will destroy all your silver idols all your precious, precious gold images, and you will throw them out like filthy rags and saying to them, God, good riddance. Okay. So it's talking about sometimes you got to do the work when you call out to God and it says, you will see your teacher with your own eyes and your own ears will hear him right behind you. A voice will say, this is the way you should go. So it's saying in Isaiah 30 and 18, that you have to seek God out. You have to call him in and then he will give you the grace to hear what you are supposed to do. He will tell you what to get rid of. You'll start feeling it in your spirit. You will start feeling it in your spirit. Oh, I got to let this go. I can't do this no more. I used to do this. Y'all, I'm not even, I'm going to be hundred percent transparent. I used to have tarot cards and I used to keep them. Even when I was on my thing, I used to keep them. And I'd be like, well, you know, and I've had, I've had, uh, I've had, um, what's call it to get rid of them a while ago. But I was just like, no, I'm not going to throw, I spent my money on them. I'm not throwing those out. And one day, it was like all of this stuff. It, it, I don't know if it was in church or something. It was just like all this stuff in your house. It's not like, God, you need to get rid of it. So I just put it all in a trash bag and threw it out. Right. So when you were called, especially if you are Christian, if you claim to be a Christian, that's why you have to read your Bible and you have to get a word from God and be obedient. Because when we aren't obedient and we let things linger and again, it's going to be on you and your relationship. Everybody's relationship is different. Um, you want to just be obedient because you never know what energy certain things are carrying, um, what may be blocking your spiritual blessing. You just want to be obedient. So whatever that is, it may not even be anything like that for you. It could be the liquor in your cabinet. Um, because every time you you're in pain or every time that you're having a hard day, you're like, oh, I need to pour a glass. That's not what we're supposed to do when we're having hard times. 
we're supposed to go to God. We're supposed to start praying, you know, and, and it's not to say you're doing it wrong. No, 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 no. I'm not I'm not trying to jump down anybody's neck, but we have to be very mindful when we're going through waiting seasons, when we're going through tough periods. What do we lean on? God wants us to lean on him. So when you're going through a hard day, do you go, "Ooh, I need that blunt. Ooh, child, it's been a long day. I need to go. I need to go light me up one. Or I need to pull up a drink or I need to go with my boyfriend. I need to go jump on it. real quick. Or do we go to God? And that's harder. Let me tell y'all what. It's easier to distract ourselves with other things or with just leaning on things of the world. It really is easier. It's easier to just open up the liquor cabinet. And I'm not telling you, hey, you have to do what you feel God is calling you to do. I'm not trying to uh, shun anybody, make anybody feel bad. You are grown. You do what you feel is right for you and what God is telling you to do. I still have alcohol in my cabinet. So I'm not saying that I threw out all the alcohol. No, 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 no. I still have alcohol in my cabinet. But one thing that I I did did do this weekend, because I was like, man, I'm really going through it. Like I was spiritually, emotionally drained. Christy is one of my good friends. She'll tell you. Uh, I was really going through it this weekend. And one of my first instincts was like, oh, Brittany, child, I need a drink. And then I was just like, why is that my first instinct to go get a drink? And I said, no, 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 we're not doing that because I'm no longer leaning on things that are not of God. That's what I, I, I'm choosing to do in this season. So I was like, no, just pray. Just pray. Right. And so I denied myself the drink. That desire went away and I went to church and in the and everything that I was do, dealing with. You know, I got filled with the Holy Spirit. I got filled this weekend. It was perfect. It was everything that I needed. But what ends up happening sometimes is we get so happy, we get so habitual on leaning on substances, you know, whatever it is that we forget to lean on God or we'll go to the substance first and then we'll be like, oh, I'm good. All right, God. So what are we supposed to do? And that's not what he wants. He challenges us so we can lean on him more so he can fill us more with grace. So he can fill us more with him versus more with us. But if we constantly step in and do his his part in the process, no telling what we might be not getting. Does that make sense? Like if we say if uh, this is us, right, and the cup is empty, got a little, little coffee stain. Say if this is us and the cup is empty and we decide to fill it up with liquor, fill it up with relations outside of marriage fill it up with whatever your 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 choices it might not even be that type of substance it could be toxic tv social media whatever the case may be right we fill our cups up with the other stuff and then we go try to give it to the world right then we try to show up for our jobs try to show up where is god in where god ain't in the cup but if we didn't do that and we filled our cups up with god then we have abundance of overflow and everything else, then we can give our give with the overflow. Does that make sense? Because when we the reason why I say uh, God will give us overflow, because then he refills us with grace and energy. The other stuff doesn't give us energy. We just cope. And then it's depleted again. Right. It's never enough. Then it's the next day I need another drink. It's the next day I need some more, you know relations. Then it's the next day I need another blunt. And then it's the next day. It's it's always uh, when we fill our cup with things that aren't of God, it's never enough. It's always depleting. It's like a cup with a hole at the bottom, right? It may fill you for the moment, 
right? The social media or whatever the case that we're turning to might fill us for the moment. And I'm not saying everybody's per I do that. I do I turn to social media when I'm a little sometimes too, just but the mindless scrolling for me, what I notice is it's never enough. Then it's it's time that I'm wasting. And but when we fill our cups with God, it overflows and then it's full. And then we have to give to others. But when we fill it with other substances that aren't of God, it's like a cup with a hole in it. It just it's never enough. Then it's the next day, the next day, the next day. Does that make sense? Um, let me go to the comments right real quick. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it, Christy. <laughs> so it says, no problem. I was struggling to understand the old English style. Yes. If you were struggling with the thighs and these and highs and, you know, then definitely get a, either a new living translation or Simone suggests um, the message Bible. Mm. That's what Chrissy says she threw out. Good morning, Norma. So really, when you're when you're when you're pruning, when God is pruning you, pay attention to the things that need to go, because we don't want to keep things around that could be hindering us. Right. Um, it could be the porn. It could be it could be a plethora of things. Right. And it's not to shame you. It's not to make you feel bad. We're human. Like it's going to happen. That's why it's here to distract us and things like that. Like, so if you fall short, it's not that God is never going to forgive or God is going to be mad at you for doing it. He understands the traps, but he wants us to be mature enough in him and, and have that relationship. So he, we know that we can go to him instead of going to that. Right. Because it's, it's, it's inevitable. And when you stumble and when you fall, don't beat yourself up, repent and go back to God. Dang God, I, I messed up. My bad. You know, as long as it's genuine. Now, what you don't want to do is be like, I'm gonna go over here. My bad God. Cause he's going to examine your heart. He knows when you being, when you being real and when you're not, you know, you can't fool the man that knows you inside and out. That's why I'm real with God. Like he knows you, it gotta be real. Um, but he's not going to because we are we are Christian believers. That's why we have that grace of of um, of forgiveness. You know, if you slip up and you're like, dang, my like I really wasn't trying to do that. My fault. And, and you repent and you really try to make the steps to change. God honors that. He knows you're human. He knows you're going to say God's love is he 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 he's OK with that. He knows he wants you to be humble like a child. He knows you're going to fall short. Everybody falls short of the glory, including myself. Right. But we want to make sure that during the seasons of during the seasons of pruning and during the seasons of waiting, that we're not waiting in vain. We're not waiting while we're waiting and we're being challenged because that's when you're going to be tested the most, y'all. I promise to God, once you stop, when you when you start, when you make the decision to stop something or start something or whatever, whoo, it's like the tests start coming. The tests be testing, okay? And it's like, it sometimes it feels like one test after the other. And once you graduate from one test, you be like, all right, whoo, almost tripped up. <laughs> got to be quicker than that, right? And you And you feel like you got it. Here comes another one. So it's not about it's not about uh, being perfect. Right. It's not about having to do every single thing. Absolutely. No, it's about the process. It's about the relationship. It's about continuing to be in the word, continuing to pray, continuing to soften in your heart and being vulnerable and being real and, and, and seeing parts of yourself that you're 
not proud of and asking God to help you work on those. And then with the desires of your heart, prepare, right? So say if you're preparing for, um, say if you're, we'll just go down the list of the things that I wrote down, marriage, right? I feel like I'm in a season of preparing for marriage. I'm working on being whole. Then I'm working on the parts of me that are still fragile and hard. There are certain parts of me that are super fragile. Like my relationship with my dad, super fragile. Like we're working on it and it's great, but we had to do some praying this weekend. And I'm so grateful for my father. Shout out to my dad because we are in a season of maturity for the both of us that we are talking about the things that are really hard. You know, the things that I thought I was over and the things that, you know, when I'm being, we're being honest with each other and he's telling his side and I'm reading stuff from the, so we're doing a lot of work and I'm very, very thankful for my father because I know everybody doesn't get that, right? But it's not easy. You know, it's, 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 it's hard. It's been some ugly cries and some, you know, even just me talking about it, it's a little painful. It's a, it's a, it's a little, uh, it makes me tear up. You know, and and don't think for one second that growth healing is pretty. All that Instagram garbage and those nice little real, that is not healing. It's cute, but it ain't healing. Healing is ugly. Okay. Healing is, oh, I don't like this. This is uncomfortable. It's it's icky. It did it all the all the feelings come up. So so when you're preparing for marriage. Get whole, you know, for me, I'm getting whole. For me, I'm healing parts of myself that are fragile and parts of myself that are hard, right? I would, my heart was hardened. I didn't realize that my heart has, if, 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 if for me, it feels like, um, it feels like a beautiful crystal inside of concrete. You ever seen something that was, was put in concrete? I feel like my heart has been in, a concrete box. And now I'm slowly chiseling away at the concrete. And thank God I didn't get married with my heart in a concrete because what kind of marriage is that? And I didn't realize that my heart had been so hard. Right. So that's that's what I'm doing for myself. So maybe you're in a season where you want to start a business. Start planning. Where are your weak points? Are you maybe you need to work on your discipline. Maybe you need to work on um you know, a schedule. Maybe you need to work on getting a side hustle so you can fund your business. A lot of people want to skip those certain steps and just jump out on faith. I'm going to tell y'all right now, because I've done it. Jumping out on faith, starting a business with no money, quitting your job without a plan is not a wise, is not wise. It's very hard to be creative. A lot of people want to be in the creative space right now is not a smart time either because of the recession. If you if you listen to people's stories that are in the social media space, their money is is going down because during recessions, marketing, social media is the first thing to go. During 2008, when the stock market crashed, marketing was the first job to go. Marketing is all social media now. Not to say you can't get a job in social media, not to say you should stop your dream. But this is not a time to quit your job and be a, a full time influencer. Absolutely not. You need income. OK, everybody's grown. You got to pay your bills. You need income. So if you are if you know you want to start a business or you are prepared for it, start writing your business plan, start doing your research, start watching the YouTube videos, start get, gathering the domain names and everything that you need to do to build the business, because it's going to take there's there needs to be building. 
It doesn't just happen. You know, maybe you need product. Maybe you need legal. You know, it's not as easy as people like to make it seem. You know, my dad always tells me people have all of these business launches. He said back in the day, people never celebrated until they were in like one, two, three years of business because the first year is the building phase. You know, you launching is just the first part. It takes it's a process. So maybe if that business is your is what's incubating in you and what you feel like God is calling you to do, prepare for it. Don't be like, oh, I'm going to start a business when, you know, it's it's everything is back. No, 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 no. Prepare now. So when things are back or when things are whatever you're, you know, on your plan, then you're ready to go. Maybe you want to start. Uh, you want to travel. Start saving your money now. You know, put it on your put it on your calendar in 2023. I want to go to Greece. I want to go to Africa. I want to go whatever and start saving now. So then when the trip does come or whatever you're saving for, maybe it's a wedding, maybe it's a home, whatever, that you're prepared for when the time comes. If you want a house, don't wait until things are perfect. No, start saving now. It was a two year process for me to get my house, y'all. Two years. I spent it. I got a new job because if you oh, and if you want to if you want a new home, this is not the time to quit your job because you need evidence of income. You need evidence of income, y'all. So maybe it's time to get a new job so you can get some more money. Or maybe you keep your job and you get another one. Look at how much time you really have. And maybe it's time to get another job so you can save, pay down debt. Um, you start working on your credit score now. Don't wait until you like, OK, I want to go get a house. No, start doing the things now. So then when you are ready, then you can go get the house and then your house is prepared and ready for you. I've told the story of my house a million times or perfect timing because I was prepared. Prepared. You want to be prepared. Maybe there's a job. There's a job that you want, but you got to go to school first. Prepare certain careers. You don't need a degree, but certain careers you do. So if, if you know that you need a degree for that job, Maybe now is the time to prepare to go back to school. Now we have so many options. We can do everything online. You may not need to go spend all that money at a, at a standalone university and you could do it online. Or maybe you do want to go in a, in a classroom and sit down. Prepare. You know, maybe it's a test you have to take in order to get into school. You want to go back to grad school. Maybe you have to take the GRE. Maybe you want to go to law school, but you got to take your LSATs first. Prepare, y'all. Prepare. Uh, I wrote down the Lord can help if you don't ask him for help. Ask, ask him for what you're supposed to do. So if, say if you're lost and you don't know. Say if you, you're lost and you don't know, you got to ask. Ask and then pay attention to what's burning. Like uh, when I say a burning desire is that you try to let it go and it ain't going nowhere. So say if you have a desire to be a wife or a mother. And it ain't going nowhere. You're like, God, I'm okay being single. I just want to be single. Leave me. I don't know. Let it. And you pray to let it go and it don't go nowhere. That might be the seed that's planted in you to do work. Does that make sense? Maybe you've tried to let go of your dream of being a nurse, but it's tugging at you, tugging at you. Maybe that's what you're supposed to do. But only you will know that. I, I, I won't know that for you. Other people won't know because God don't tell everybody else what you're supposed to do. Now, he may tell a prophet. He may, maybe. But that's when you're supposed to go to God for prayer, with prayer. But God will tell you before you tell 
anybody else. Now, if you choose to ignore it or you choose to uh, not believe or whatever the case may be, that's between you and God. That is a personal relationship. Um, but ask him. Ask him to show you. If, he, if you don't feel like it, wait. You know, if you don't feel like you're you're moving, you got to wait. Um, but keep asking and, and he'll tell you. Uh, Socialize Simone says you have to be whole to be someone else's half. Mm. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So I also wrote down. Don't delay. If you have a desire, don't delay your part because of fear, because fear will keep you stuck. And I understand some of y'all's callings are so great, even the ministry even to be parents, even to be wives or, or mothers or business people. Don't delay your process. Submit. Don't delay the process. Submit to God. Submit. Submit and be obedient um, because you don't want to delay what God has for you. And you only you know what that looks like or how that feels or whatever. But if you know that greater is inside of you. You know that all it's going to take for you to do is adjust a couple of habits, remove a couple of people out of your life. Um, you know, get a little bit more discipline, get a little bit more focused, pray a little harder. Don't delay your process because you're scared. It's okay. It's 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 scary because you don't know what's going to happen. God, do not be like, all right, here's the plan. Bloop. And give you this laundry list. It don't work like that. God gives you exactly what you're supposed to know. You know, he gives you exactly what you're supposed to know in the season. And only because he doesn't want you to jack it up. Some some of us, if God told you who your husband was, you would hit him up on Instagram and be like, the Lord said you was my husband. And, and God ain't tell you to do none of that. God didn't tell you to do none of that because just because he reveals something to you doesn't mean it's the season for it. Sometimes you got to wait. Sometimes you got to wait. And maybe the waiting is for you to work on your patience as well, because whatever you're getting to, you're going to need patience in that season. You're going to need patience for what's to come. That business, you're going to need discipline. So he wants you to get disciplined now before he can bless you with the business. Ain't no way you could be a business person if you're not disciplined. I People say all the time how they want things and they want to do this and want to do that, especially uh, if people come to me and they say they want to be a YouTuber, influencer. And I always ask them, well, what do you like about it? And if they don't tell me if they don't, if y'all I'm telling you, if you want to be a quote unquote influencer and you don't like social media, you don't like taking pictures, you don't like video, you don't like editing, you don't like. Then I'm just like, well, let's maybe I don't like to discourage people, but I'm like, well, maybe behind the scenes, maybe a different aspect of it, because or maybe you can help somebody else with their goal. Because you got to align. Right. Um, like if you you don't like kids, maybe you shouldn't date nobody with kids. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> but uh, the whole point of saying all this is don't delay your process. Submit. Be intentional with this season that you're in. Be intentional. Time is the most precious resource that you will ever have. You can get your money back. You can get your your 
You can get certain situations back. You can heal from heartbreak, all of the things, but you can never get your time back. So be very intentional. Be intentional with your circle. Be intentional with the things that you do. Be intentional with the things that you uh, shoot, even watch. Now I've noticed, why is there so many horror and evil things on television every time I look at an ad? And even, I, and I know we're in the in the Halloween season, but gee, every time, I'm just like, don't we got enough horror movies and things that are evil? Like there was, um, there's a movie coming out called Pray to the Devil. I was like, what is going on in the world? Be very intentional in this season, you guys, especially if you're being called. Um, if God is calling you, there's 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 a lot going on spiritually. So protect yourself. Get get convicted. Start working on your spiritual practices. When I mean spiritual practice, your prayer, uh, your spiritual gifts. That's why it's very important to get in the right type of church so they can foster those gifts out of you. I know my church does an amazing job with fostering people's spiritual gifts within our church. Um, because maybe you're a prophet, maybe you are, there's a lot of layers to it, which I won't get into on the internet, but obey, obey and be intentional. Do you guys have any questions about what we're talking about? If you guys are tripped up on something, if there's something you're quite not understanding, let me know in the comments. I would love to at least help you or point you in the right direction. Um, Sydney says I'm late, but I'm here. Good morning. Hey, Sydney girl. Amen. Even evil, scary ads on kids pro program on YouTube. Yes. And let me say this. I said this on my Instagram. Y'all pay attention to your children in this season. There is a lot of evil going on. Uh, really pay attention to their TikTok. I was I shared a TikTok on my Instagram and I knew this was going on. But if you guys don't know, TikTok is, is a Chinese company. China, China has been America's adversary for a very long time. Um, we're at peace now, but who knows? And China is friends with Russia. Russia is also our adversary. Um, but one thing about China is China plays the long game. China plays the long game. What I mean is they don't have the same history. America's very young as a country. America's only a couple hundred years old, right? China can go back from centuries. Like the Chinese destiny, like if you, uh, dynasties and things like that, thousands of years. They Chinese are very uh, the Chinese culture is very patient and they play the long game. They don't play like in my legacy. I want this, this, this and this. They don't do that like presidents. They don't do that. The presidency is through four years. So presidents try to make a lot happen in a four year time period. Chinese aren't like that. They're a dictatorship. Right. So they look long. So even even if it doesn't happen in that person's dynasty or that person's reign, they're planning for people ahead, hundreds of years ahead. Right there. They think the long game. So TikTok is a Chinese based company. They show Americans different things. Right. They know that social media is a dopamine thing, meaning when you get a like, when you get a follow, people get excited and they feel like, oh, my God, OK, I'm going to keep doing this. That's why we're all these dances, popular the things that are popular, popular. We'll spend mindless hours and hours and hours not cultivating our gifts, not being in our purpose, but hours and hours consuming social media that really is frivolous because you may learn a few things that are helpful to your life. The rest are just entertainment. Right. And your children 
not saying you in particular, but children are wanting to be TikTok famous. We don't have a whole lot of kids saying that they want to be doctors. They want to be lawyers. They want to be architects. They want to they want to be YouTube famous and they want to be TikTok famous. And I think that conversations about fame should be had with your kids because you need to let them know that fame is fleeting and you don't want them to, to have their their identity on other people's association to them. You know, I had a conversation with my neighbor's daughter and I talked about raise. I talked about raising kids, other people's kids on my social media platform. It's OK to take those little lessons and instill and, and things in them. And I tried to tell her that being famous shouldn't, you know, it's I didn't say that it shouldn't be a goal. I didn't want to kill her dreams, but I said that uh, fame is fleeting and you never want to put your validation into other people's hands. Because I was like, is there was there a show that you liked as a little girl that you don't like anymore? And she said, yeah, Ryan's toys. She's like, that show is for babies. I said, exactly. You remember how one season in your life where you really liked Ryan's toys and you don't like him anymore? She was like, yeah. I said, that's how people are with fame. You know, you can be famous for a season and then a few years later, a few months later, people don't like you anymore. So you should want how you treat people and what you do in the world to be more important than fame. Those are instances where you can use those times as lessons to help and mold the minds. Because if you just allow them to want to be TikTok famous or want to be Instagram famous or YouTube famous or Twitch famous, then their their livelihood is going to be predicated to people's uh, people's validation for one and two. China's playing the long game to get our kids distracted so we have nobody to fight for the country. That's pretty much what it is. You know, we don't have patriotism anymore. Um, we don't have there's a lot of things that we do. We no longer have in this country that we used to have. Right. So instead of people, uh, you know, building the country up through science, technology or whatever, the school systems are making our children. You know. They're not really teaching them anymore. And it's not the teacher's fault. It's whoever's in charge of the curriculum. Because I'm sure if the teachers were in charge of teaching, then they'd be better off to be 100 percent honest. Um, but they're not. So just pay attention. Like, don't be passive with your parenting. And I know I'm not a parent. And so I'm not saying this to judge anybody. And I know people are very sensitive. But if we allow social media to raise these children, they're going down a rabbit hole of destruction because nothing is ever good. There's never enough likes. There's never enough um, dances. There's never enough notoriety or numbers. People with 200 million followers want more. People will say, oh, this picture only got 50,000 likes. It's never enough if your validation is predicated to somebody else or predicated to what's popular, or predicated to what's what's people's attention, because we are so fleeting as people. We like somebody one day, we cancel them the next. People love Kanye and hate them the next day. People are people are fickle and we don't want their self-esteem predicated to fickle individuals. Right. So we just want to be very, very cautious of that. Um, China's playing the long game. Prepare your households, prepare. I be, I personally believe, and this is just me. This is not, it has no reflection to do with anybody else. It's just my, Brittany Daniels, personal opinion. The America that we know is not going to be the America that our children have. I believe in the next 20, 40 years, it's going to be very different. And take that as you will, but pay attention and, and, and really 
prepare your households, prepare your mental, your spiritual. That's why being spiritually strong or developing your spiritual gifts or being is very, 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 very important um, right now. Um, let's see. Sydney says, no, nah, facts. Life has enough horror in itself, but even outside of the Halloween season, evil things are being pushed. Absolutely. Um, so y'all pay attention. Nana says, do you think women who are pregnant but say they don't like children won't be great as mothers? No, I know a friend who I have a friend who I have friends who they're every aspect of motherhood isn't their favorite, but they take really good care of their children. Um, no, I don't I don't agree. I think because you could like your children and not like other people's kids. <laughs> no, I think that you can be a great mother and not like children. Um or you, there's aspects of motherhood that you may not like. Just like I think there's there's aspects of business that people won't like, you know, or aspects of marriage that you won't like doesn't mean that you're not a great wife or a great mother or a great business person because you don't like all the aspects of it. Um, so no, but it's it's not a just it's not about parenting is more than just taking care though, and I feel like millennials we're we're not doing a great job of instilling values into kids. I think we're just taking care of them from what I see. There's not a lot of values being downloaded into these children. I believe social media is doing a lot of the raising um, and, and millennials are taking great care of their kids. They, they got good clothes. They look good. They, 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 they're very, they have all the gadgets. They have all the, you know, they living in homes. I'm not saying that the kids aren't well taken care of, but values are not being downloaded into the children. And the reason why I say that is because I'm interacting with them and I'm seeing what's missing. Like when people aren't saying please and thank you when they're when you have to remind a teenager to say thank you, that's a problem. That should have been instilled as a child, like a little kid. So that's that's what I personally believe. Um, and so I try to help any way I can with people's children that I know and not to be, and I'm never mean, it's never a forceful thing. It's just a conversation. It's just, if I can instill a little tiny positive nugget into a child that's around me, I will do that. Um, and I think that that's wise. And I think that if you, if you're a parent and, and you're a good parent, which most of you are, you'll know who's, a, who should be allowed around your children and who shouldn't, you know, you'll be able, you should discern who who's good for your children and who aren't. And I would never harm a child in my care. Um, that's just not something that I, I personally want to do. Um, I'm not perfect. I'm not perfect. I am not perfect. Um, but I, and I always do. And let me say this. I always do it when the parent is around as well. That's another thing. I never really say things around children that their parents aren't privy to. And I look at their parent like, hey, is that all right? That's another thing. Uh, Marjorie says so true that it makes. Thank you. And then amen, Sydney, we did. Uh, we have to stay vigilant in these dark days. They know their time is running down, so they are amping up. Absolutely. But we have to be more fierce than them spiritually because it, these things are out here. So don't let your children watch all these movies and because they're making evil okay. Everything is making evil okay. Even the Disney shows, even if y'all notice, everything is evil. Every look at Descendants. Descendants is a whole bunch of evil people's. I was watching Cruella. Cruella was a great Disney remake. But it makes you feel empathy for the evil person, because if you go to 101 Dalmatian, she was trying to kill dogs for a coat. 
You see, they're they're changing the narratives to make the evil good or for you to, to empathize and sympathize with the evil. So then evil doesn't feel as evil. Does that make sense? So I love you guys so much. I hope you guys have a beautiful, blessed day. I know it was a little heavy, but make sure you guys read Isaiah 30 and 18 and Micah 7 and 7 um, for your new season and your time of waiting. Okay. I hope you guys have a beautiful, beautiful, blessed day. And I will catch you guys tomorrow. Bye, y'all.